It's a new year. Why not start it off? The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Here's the thing that makes life so interesting. The theory of evolution claims only the strong shall survive. Maybe so. Maybe so. But the theory of competition says just because they're the strong doesn't mean they can't get their kicked. That's right. See, what every long shot come from behind underdog will tell you is this. The other guy may in fact be the favorite. The odds may be stacked against you. Fair enough. But what the odds don't know is this isn't a math test. This is a completely different kind of test. One where passion has a funny way of trumping logic. So before you step up to the starting line, before the whistle blows and the clock starts ticking, just remember out here, the results don't always add up. No matter what the stats may say, and the experts may think, and the commentators may have predicted, when the race is on, all bets are off. Don't be surprised if somebody decides to flip the script and take a pass on yelling uncle. And then suddenly, as the old saying goes, we got ourselves a game. It is eight minutes past the hour. We thank you so much for tuning in to the Rick and Bubba Show. As always, we thank you for making us part of your day. Stretch Armstrong, he is in here live, and he has got us on YouTube live in HD. Adler is a home working remotely, uh, and we've got the other two goodens, which makes three goodens because I'm one too. Uh, that's the kickoff hour. That's the good time, gang. I am Speedy alongside Greg Burgess and Michael Helms. We have a busy show on tap uh, on tap today. Um, we're going to try something new because you know it's it's just a it's just a crazy time we're in. This is the first Buffalo Wild Wings Rick and Bubba charity charge that we've done since uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic and and you know shutdown of the economy and what's open, what's not. Uh, well, you know how they're they're treating restaurants right now. Uh, some states have announced that, uh, you know, hey, this is when they can kind of do the open or whatever. I really wish the state of Alabama would do that uh, instead of just him hauling around at press conferences and rambling like they have no copy. Uh, but what we're going to do with Buffalo Wild Wings is this is the first charity charge curbside. So you can use the Buffalo Wild Wings app or you can uh, call them. We have the link at uh, rickandbubba.com in show notes. Uh, order your food, pick it up curbside at participating Buffalo Wild Wings. 10% of food sales will go to the charity this month, and that's Christian Mission Service. And we've talked about their food bank and 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 the, the great work that they do. And, and this is, wow, if, if, if they're ever needed now, 
and this is a big deal for us to join in with Buffalo Wild Wings and support Christian Mission Service, but we need your help uh, because 10% of food sales will go to them, and you just pick it up curbside. Uh, and it's a participating Buffalo Wild Wings uh, in the Birmingham market, uh, and uh, those stores are in uh, Alabaster uh, on Highway 280 in Birmingham, Gardendale, Tuscaloosa, Hoover, downtown Birmingham on 4th Avenue South, Trustville, and Pell City. Those of you who are participating Buffalo Wild Wings where 10% of food sales will go uh, to the charity Christian Mission Service. Uh, so that's kind of how we're doing this. But in addition to getting your carry out uh, curbside, they also were trying to collect uh, some food items for the uh, food bank. And uh, right now, we believe it or not, we were told that peanut butter and jelly uh, is is something that's probably most sought-after item at the food bank. And so we're asking everybody to, to bring by some peanut butter and jelly. They're trying to collect a thousand jars for that. And that's even if you, you don't want to, you know, purchase any food or anything. If you just want to say, Hey, that's a drop zone. Uh, so, so I'm going to take it by and just drop that off for them. They are going to be servicing that at those participating Buffalo wild wings. So that's on the table today. We'll talk to Phil Waldrop, uh, a little bit later in the show. So that same hour, we'll talk to Charles Billingsley. You know, they're part of uh, the uh, gridiron men's conference 2020. It comes to Huntsville, Alabama. We'll talk to both of them about that, but also Charles Billingsley is just recovering from COVID-19. And so we're going to talk to him about that experience. And then later in the show, I hope your finances are in order because we talked to Dave Ramsey and he makes us all feel really, really guilty uh, and and maybe gives us a little bit of a glimpse into what to expect, but maybe also encourages us not to panic uh, and to uh, um, you know get your finances in order and, hey, everything's going to be all right. We'll talk to Dave Ramsey the last hour. So, there's your table. It's set. So let's bring in the other two, Mr. Greg Burgess and Michael Hams. What's up, boys? That was a full table there. Yeah, it was. You busy about that for a day. Busy. I'm fired up about that lineup. Yeah. Uh, busy, busy show. Uh, and so that's kind of what we do on the kickoff hour. We try to set the table for you so you know what to expect today. Don't forget, Bubba's zooming in as well. Helmsy and Greg are at their home studios. And uh, how uh, – wow, good you on on air there. How uh, how yeah. you feeling there, Tardy? <laughs> Y'all good? No, we're good. We're good. Um, good to go. Speaking uh, of yawns, have you ever tried to – I have never tried to stop a yawn until we started doing this. Have you ever tried to stop a yawn? Hey, it's hard to do. I go with it. I, I haven't and tried to stop one. I've tried it, to – It's not I've, easy. I've tried to yawn without opening my mouth and my eyes water when I do that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I say. You feel like you're going to explode and mm-hmm. your eyes are water and you kind of get mm-hmm. – I don't know. They get blurry. A lot of people compare it to stopping a train. Yes, you just can't do it. i just noticed the last few days i have because we're we're staring i hate that yeah we're staring at ourselves. yeah and so i'll need to yawn and i'll think helms you can't yawn you can't yawn you can't yawn buddy don't yawn can't do it all of a sudden i'll do this kind of move Mm -hmm. and just ups kind of kind of expand and my eyes start watering yeah yawning yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on yawn, and if that bothers anybody, I'm sorry. Right, and I've noticed that you are kind of like a, uh, what I call it a, 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 I kind of I, do what? I said it is a radio show, really. I mean, there's a few people watching on the thing, but they, they can expect a yawn. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're yeah. Not gearing, we're well, not like, you be you, buddy. That. Nobody's trying to tell no, you. Yeah, no, we're, we're, not not gearing it, we're not gearing it toward the, you know, the whatever. I, <laughs> buddy, you still, 
Uh, what 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 I've inter- entertained by with you though is the length of your your yawns. You're a long yawner. Well, it, it could last yeah. 15 seconds. I mean, you and boy, know. you really open that mouth. I mean, it's like good night. I cover it though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever look at somebody when they yawn and went, man, I bet you that felt good. Look at that, boy. That looks very satisfying. Uh, that's kind of what I think see. about it. A yawn's a weird thing. That's what your body do. That's it a is. weird thing yeah. your body's doing. Right. Everybody's also yawn. very contagious. It's as contagious as COVID. That's what they say that too. Yeah. Um, I wish everybody would try to yawn right now. Ready to go. Okay. I will for, here in a second. Can you make yourself yawn? That was a fa- that was a fake yawn. That's a complete fake. I'm mm-hmm. Can you yeah. I I know you can make Did that look real? Yeah, I was about to scientifically explain to me what the heck that is. Why are we yawn? Yeah. Yeah. I want somebody to scientifically sit down and break down what is your body doing when it says, Hell, I gotta yawn. <laughs> uh you know I, I i that's a quick google i have i will have to do that in the break uh maybe somebody can call us uh i we've talked about the fact that we can make ourselves sneeze i mean i can look up at, on a bright day and sneeze sun, or maybe yeah. Or, yeah or maybe to the you know maybe like let's see i'm looking up at the light now if i really focus in i can make myself sneeze if i have a little tickle in my nose yeah and i look at a bright light bulb yeah now the sun i'm always, the sun gets me every time mm-hmm you Every know, time. guys, I think speaking of sneeze, I think it's a similar uh, like muscle and feedback loop, mm-hmm. uh, like yawning, yawning, sneezing is like a negative feedback loop in the body where once it starts, it actually accelerates itself till it like maxes out. And that's what that's what occurs when you have the sneeze and the yawn. And then I think there's one other thing, if you know what I'm saying, there's there's another body Okay. Process. Buddy. Okay. That does it uses that same negative feedback loop or whatever it's called. How's okay. it with the sun? What's that? Yeah. What's that? Can the sun cause that too? You uh, know. You know. I don't know. That's a good question. But well, to me, the sneeze. The, looking into the sun definitely makes me sneeze. Yeah. The sneeze is it is tied to your your sinus. Your yeah. Some type right. of some moisture. Some <clears throat> something. It kicks it off. A yawn just. Dust. I guess yeah. I'm sleepy. Pepper. Why does that make me yawn? Yeah, yeah. You know, I get how a sneeze works. Right. Why it starts. I think it's starving yeah. for oxygen. Pepper. Pepper, maybe it is. Pepper will make me sneeze sometimes. <laughs> there you go. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We have a lot to discuss. It's the kickoff hour. Oh, don't forget Bible study live today at noon central as well. So a lot happening today. Thank you for listening to the to Rick and Bubba show and watching. Even though Greg doesn't think anybody's watching. You, I know some of you are. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. the gravy please 21 minutes past the hour thank you so much for tuning in to the rick and bubba show uh it is the kickoff hour and we're live busy show on tap today we've kind of ran that down for you so it's uh it's a day where you don't want to turn away and just hang out with us we'll get you through uh the next few hours into your day and we thank you for being with us don't forget the uh, bible studies live today at noon um you can do that on youtube or our podcast uh however you choose to grab that but uh, that is still happening it's just there's not a live audience in here uh the, the men aren't in the studio but it's still uh live each and every day and streaming out like most of you get that uh so that is on tap for today don't forget the uh, charity charges today uh we've got uh, phil waldrop uh on the schedule charles billingsley who, by the way, is recovering from COVID-19, and then Dave Ramsey later in the show today. Guys, I know you're going to make fun of me because there was discussion amongst the staff uh, last year about uh, Waco that was on Netflix. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess it's a, a it's a six-episode uh, 
uh, show um, that that just kind of goes back and depicts the whole David Koresh story and and how is this the one that are you, is it like a documentary or is it the the movie the guy it's, it's the movie they, it's the six episode they've added it to movie. Netflix now yeah yes yeah it wasn't yeah. on Netflix originally right Correct. right and Correct. but it's it, got I, the guy that played that played in Friday Night Lights the, yes yes the yes. TV yep. series exactly yeah. that's great he lost a bunch of weight for the show really it's really good series yeah I, yeah I it, it, it really is it really is I think uh it um uh is uh is it Taylor uh, what's yeah, it? uh, that's him. Uh, is it Kitsch or whatever? Is I don't know what his last name know, is. That's, that's the actor is. that played him, though. But anyway, uh, I had not seen it. I remember you guys talking about it, and yeah. and it was it was quite the discussion because you know we all remember the whole David Koresh, uh, you know, oh, yeah. story and the ATF and and the FBI and, and how that was handled. And um, but but wow, uh, you, you guys talked about this but until you watch it it's pretty eye-opening to uh to what happened of course it makes the atf and the fbi look really really bad uh well, they should because they handled it yeah the worst way it could have been handled yeah i mean they, they gave him exactly what he'd been preaching those people was going to happen they gave him that yeah i mean it's just crazy yeah. uh and you know you had the the shootout uh that and so that's one phase of it i think that was episode two you have the shootout where I think you know three or four ATF agents were, were killed, and then uh, you got I guess three or four uh, that were killed uh, there in the compound. Uh, and then at the end, you've got you know the tear gas and the fire and everything else. I forgot the staggering numbers of how many were killed. I think seventy nine yeah. were yeah, killed. Bunch of kids, bunch oh of children. the kids, yes the kids. Good night the kids in, in there. I believe twenty one of the victims were children under the age of sixteen out of that seventy nine. Uh, but anyway, I just saw that I I, I went to Netflix not yeah. to watch that, but it yeah. was uh, uh you know the way Netflix does. It's like um uh, trending uh you know on yeah, Netflix you, you know film. most popular all this kind of stuff and it was there. It was just you know Waco there it was. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to click on that. I had a little bit of it's time. Well, it's well done. It's it really, really good. is. It, it is very well done. Uh, and it, it's worth the watch if you're if you're thinking about, you know, hey, I've got some streaming to do. And I think each episode wasn't that long. It was like 45 minutes maybe each episode. Yeah. Uh, but um, before I knew it, I had J.C., Reese, and Terry all <laughs> sitting down watching it. And it, it really got us, out, you know, on, on uh, the, the website, or just Google and and really searching information about it because I I remembered a lot about it, but it, there was just sparks of okay I I've got I know this part I know this part all right what happened here and there's still a controversy about how David Koresh died I, they he said he had a gunshot wound to the head he was he was wounded you're but. right uh he got shot in the uh in the abdomen there uh but the way he was killed was he was shot in the head but there was yeah there's there's a debate on uh, you know, did Steve, his, his, uh, I guess, number two guy in st- uh, charge, did, did he kill him and then commit suicide or, or what, ha- what happened with that? Uh, and there was controversy, uh, with that, but, um, and then of course, trying to figure, did they start the fire? Did the, ex- they, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Crashed into the building, start the fire. Yeah. Because those uh-huh. that, those that were out said, Hey, it was never mass suicide was never our intention. That's not what we wanted to do. And then, um, so anyway, I I just, it was a good discussion at the house and we started doing some research on it and the boys were like, what, you know, and and they didn't know a lot about that. And Terry was like, yeah, I kind of remember a little bit about it too, but we sat there and researched and looked at, at actual footage 
and news stories and stuff. It was it's crazy. But anyway, that's yeah. on Netflix now. That was the only reason I brought it up. So it was pretty entertaining yesterday. Do y'all like the way Netflix is doing now, where they'll put like number four in the U.S. today? Yeah, I saw that. The, yeah, I, I'm I'm liking that because it's brought me in on a couple of shows shows that I normally wouldn't have watched. I just yeah, assume, there's a lot of so much content you you, you it's hard to, to see it all to even yeah. know it's there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, people are evidently eating it up. I saw I saw where Netflix uh, has added. Now think, listen to this number: fifteen point eight million new subscribers since the first of the year. So wow. the last three months, they've added nearly 16 million new people to the Netflix platform. Mm. And I, out of those 16 million, how many will pull a hams quick? Everything. So well, <laughs> and they're concerned about that. They actually, if you go and read through the article, the uh, CEO makes that comment. He says, once everybody's able to get out and about, I realize we're going to lose some of the growth that we've had, but, I'm, I'm he sure said there's this one guy in Alabama that does it all the time. <laughs> we can't tell what he wants. I, I, I will have y'all know that I have been six months in, strong. Oh, wow. look at you. Look at you. I was, look, I was oh, looking man. at some things yesterday awesome. on some things that I needed to maybe nuke. And I, I asked the family yesterday, hey, who in the house is watching Disney Plus? Mm. Because if we're not watching it, I'm going to cancel it. There's no sense yeah. in this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, Maddie. Maddie hadn't watched a single show. She's like, but I'll watch it, Daddy. I'll watch but it. But I'll watch it. I said, no, you don't watch Disney Plus. I said, you watch Disney movies on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't cancel it yet. Okay, all right. So I'm, I'm, I've got a 24, 48 hour window here where if if I don't see Disney Plus activity, we're going to cancel it. <laughs> so it's on the chopping block. It's yeah. on the chopping block. You know, if um, if a lot of people are like me, and this is not good uh, because I'm sometimes opposite of, of you, Helmsy. I'll forget about canceling uh, something or that I signed up for it and I'll just let it ride, you know, especially if it's just a, yeah. a few bucks a month and I'm bad at that. And uh, I hope Dave Ramsey, I know we have him later in the show today. He's not listening because uh, that's just wasteful spending. But a lot of people that sign up, if they didn't do the month to month or well, I don't know how they'll, they, they, they chose to sign up, but a lot of people just forget and let it ride. So Netflix yeah. will get a lot of business out of just that. Well, y'all know me. Look, I'll have my spreadsheet out, and I'll look at, and I'll look at where the money's going. And I get all this from Dave. I listen to Dave. Right. I love Dave right. Ramsey. Yeah, but I mean, but the way I look at it, it's it's like ten bucks a month. That's two trips to, uh, you know, fast food. You know, just I may want it again later. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Eight six six. We be big. The number. The guys are zooming in for their their home studios. I'm live in studio, but together we're the kickoff file. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Five minutes till top of the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rick and Bubba Show. It's the kickoff hour, and we are live, and we appreciate you as always. We've got uh, Greg and Helmsy. Did I say something? Y'all, y'all reacting? Banging on the counter. Banging on the counter. What is what? One of the things that I have loved about being at home is you get to experience some of the things that the listeners always talk about that we never really when when they say it, we're like, oh, it's not a big deal. 
Like, for instance, that right there was loud coming through the microphone. Was funny. Yeah, and, and it's just the, the, the laptop is just feet away from me right now. Yeah, so that's, that's what, what you're I'm getting. saying. That's yeah, what you're picking up. Yeah. yeah, it didn't come out around there. Yeah. Another thing that I've <clears> noticed <throat> is uh, there was somebody that sent an email. This has been months ago, and it was only one person. So I don't know how they were listening or whatever, but they said it always gets on their nerves when Rick adjusts his mic because mm-hmm. it makes a noise. Yeah. And I thought, how silly is that? That's, I mean, I can't, because I've got my headphones on. I can't hear it. So I'm thinking, well, there's no way he I can, can hear it. it. Like Speedy's talking about through the computer now that yeah. we're tired. Yeah, that, and that's what you're picking that's up. That's what you're picking up. No, yeah. I know. But, I, but I'm starting to hear some of these things. So I wonder, like, how is that guy listening? Like, if he was able to hear that and that I was know. bothering him, how was he listening? You're talking about the, the, uh, mic, the mic arm. The mic, yeah. the mic bar moving Squeaky. and making yeah. that yeah. noise. Yeah, the, the, arm, the, the arm comes out, and, and what it is is these screws up here that, that are at the top of the arm, they, they get uh, loose, and so we have to tighten them, and it'll tighten the arm up to where it won't fall. But what happens is when you extend the arm out, see, this is what – you hear that right there? That's what he's hearing, the springs <laughs> oh, yeah. right there. And um, yeah. and so what happens is if you do, if you get the mic in a certain way, it'll just fall back to the board like oh, this. Yeah. So you have to yeah. kind of extend it out. And so what Rick's doing is he's trying to get it to where it will stop and, yeah. qu- and quit falling forward. So that's that's him messing with it. To, trying I didn't to realize that. you could hear it though. Yeah, and, and I don't know springs. that many people can. I just can now. I'll put that on and the list so, today. <clears throat> it's it's I'm one like of those you, things. I don't hear it. I don't yeah, hear it on I, I never when I'm in the studio. Right. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Matter of fact, I would, I, I went as th- far as, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is I'm giving these people more benefit of the doubt on some of these things that mm-hmm. they're saying, because yeah. I'm actually experiencing it now at, through this. I don't know how they're listening or watching, but it makes sense now to yeah. me. Um, so uh, I know, you know, we've all got different things that we're doing each and every day. It's it's called the quarantine life. Some of you, because of your your line of business, I mean, it's nothing's changed a lot. I mean, you have to adapt, but I mean, you're still going to work because for what you do, it's busy. Matter of fact, I saw um, I, I saw help wanted hiring on a Lowe's marquee uh, out front. Uh, so you have some businesses that are like. Hey, yeah. we we need help, uh, you know, and then you have some that can't open their doors, and I know sure. that's what fr- to the other. That's what's so frustrating with with yeah. with Americans is they're going, okay, this is deemed essential. I I have uh, I have a a store that's right around the corner. We're deemed non-essential, so we can't open, but yet we could we could adapt our business just like the home improvement store yeah. is, and, and we can do that give us the green light, but you, you're not allowing us to do so, you know, and, and I know I get, I get their frustration there. I mean, they're, they're not saying, Hey, just let us be open. Do what we want to do. We'll go by guidelines. Yeah. Just let us be open. Yeah. Guys, I'm tired of hearing non-essential versus essential. Um, there is no, every business is essential when it comes to the families and workers mm-hmm. that are involved with that company. Right. I would be so offended that these people that are running these business and they're being called non-essential. Right. Yeah. It would drive me up the wall. I completely hear their heart on all that. Yeah. And that's why I think that's why I think our governor is making a mistake by delaying this re soft reopening like some of these other states are doing. Because mm-hmm. um, we need to give some people some hope. We need to give some people some energy, some something to look forward to. Yeah. And instead, we've said, "Hey, sorry, May one." At the earliest. Right. I and, think it's a mistake. I do. I think it's a mistake. And I believe people will be motivated to go by the 
the stipulations. Absolutely. You know, earlier, yeah. I'm like, eh, but now that you've set out, you'll, when you go back, you'll be so glad to go back. You'll say, oh, we'll do exactly the way you want us to do it. You know, yeah. and be, and be yeah. motivated to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and two, um, you, you got, you, you try to get regions to kind of work together a little bit because when you have neighboring states, you know, a lot of people travel back and forth for their business. And so, you know, the neighboring states kind of need to be on the same page, you know, to make things yeah. work in that air, in that region. Um, I did see, uh, I, uh, Terry actually saw it, not me. She pulled up on, um, some, uh, some truckers, 18 wheelers. And she said she started counting and she said there was over 75 in line. She said, I'm talking about in line, ready to go into these warehouses where they're pulling up and, and trying to deliver products so the stores can now have it. And, um, you know, that industry is just wow. something else. I mean, uh-huh. they're they're just rock stars. They're on the front line. And so I know yeah. this hour is big with the truckers, and so we love all of you. Stay safe on the yeah. road. Uh, but she was like, you know, it just really hit home then. I mean, you see them, but, th- but that's really – that's the lifeline that 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 is keeping this economy going is these truckers oh, yeah. getting getting product in, into these stores so the shelves are full. Uh, but um, I get the frustration of the homeowners, uh, the homeowners, the business owners, and the employees of those business owners that are are deemed non essential because around the corner you've got some businesses that are open and functioning and they're all adapting. They're they're spraying down carts, you know now. Uh, the, the you know the patrons that are walking in sometimes aren't doing the six feet deal but the employees are trying to uh, help everybody understand that and, and i feel like some common sense to where the non-essential businesses can go all right we can adapt to that too uh there, there's the yeah. new normal we see the guidelines we're not just saying yeah we're going to open and be like we were no we're, we're gonna you know if if we've got a gym or we got a hair salon, we're going to make sure that we might take a chair or two out and, and separate everybody. And you can't come in until your appointment's ready or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's things you can yeah, do, yeah. uh, and have a common sense appro- approach. And, and I, I was, I caught a little bit of, uh, Mark Levin, uh, yesterday, last night. I, I love our new house, but one thing, uh, that, uh, I don't like is sometimes I have to play musical cars. Uh, and that is, Hey, it's, 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 it's almost bedtime. Let's see if I'm the last one you know, if I'm the one in the back, so in the morning I'm not having to move cars around, and so I had to move, uh, I had to switch my car and Terry's car so I could be the the, the last one on, you know, in line. And uh, I turned the car on, and and I just happened to be on the station where Mark Levin is on, and he is screaming, y'all distorting the microphone. He's screaming at the top of his lungs, "Open the economy!" He is screaming yeah. that he's like, you know, Congress and 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 the government, you can't. We can't just give money away and think that's going to change everything. People need to be open. And he's talking about the trillions of dollars. And, and you know, you can trillion yourself to death, but yeah. businesses need people walking in. And that we need to have a common sense approach to opening the economy. And I understand that some, uh, some areas of the country, you know, the epicenter up in New York and all that, that that's a little bit of a different animal. And, and, but there are certain areas that, Hey, just let's just common sense our way back into this, you know. Yeah. Um, nobody is is saying, "Hey, let's just go back to the way we were." There's things that we have to adapt to, but I think exactly. we're ready. I think we're ready. Not it too. I think we're ready, and I think we're smart enough to figure it out. We don't need anybody telling us when we can or can't do it, and mm-hmm. that's another troublesome thing. And of course, you had like you said, you have the states that like guys. I'm I'm less than an hour from Georgia. If I right. Wanted to go to Georgia, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go get you a haircut it. and work out if you want to. In sure. Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I, I can go. It won't less than an hour from where I live. Yeah. 
That's well, true. and that's the kind of mindset that our governor, she hasn't thought through that. Um, she's asleep at the wheel. I'm sorry. She is. It's, it's, it's to a point where sometimes it's bare, it's embarrassing. Um, and, and I, and look, we, we have access to some of these people. We know what they're telling her to do and she's not doing it. She has plenty of people around her giving her guidance. I don't know who she's listening to. It's very frustrating. And I don't know. I'm going to hush before I say something I shouldn't, but I'm, uh, I'm very disappointed in us not being able to do a soft opening, let everybody get their feet wet on this for about six days before we truly just open it back up. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, nobody's asking for just to know for no more than just give people hope to know, hey, this is what we got to look forward to. Hey, we're getting back at it, man. I'm fired up. Mm -hmm. Everybody's down again. Yeah, because they've looked. I mean, it 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 has affected. I I talked to somebody yesterday and it was like the the, they were so fired up about the weekend because they thought, okay, I'm going to start getting some things rolling. Mm -hmm. And I heard somebody tell them that it was going to be May 1 and not this weekend because in their mind, based off some of these other states, they were going to be able to jump back into doing some things this weekend and start putting some uh, business on their plate. And it was the balloon, the air out of the balloon was completely removed from Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. I saw it first. I thought, man, golly, that guy, Mm -hmm. that's awful. Yeah. Think about the guy that was telling him and he didn't know. Yeah. He's all fire. He had big plans. Like you didn't know. He's like, man, I'm sorry to break the news to you. I, I just kind of, I took, I took my head and I turned it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> I wish I wasn't here. Yeah. Well, you know, here on the show, I mean, we, I, our goal is to have a positive outlook on things. I know you tune in <laughs> or you watch this show for that, that, that escape and and that that glimpse of hey, everything's going to be all right. But you know, what you yeah. love is sometimes what you hate about the show. We're also going to be real and talk about you know the 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 you know, just the reality of things. And, and this is what's on everybody's mind. You have some States that are fired up, ready to go. Other, other regions are like, Hey, we need a little bit longer. We get that. We're just saying, I think a common sense approach to things, uh, on the reopening, um, should take place. Uh, I know where the state is, uh, the show's based out of, and that's the state of Alabama. And maybe that's going to happen. We just seem to be dragging our feet a little bit on that announcement, but We'll see how that goes. We got your phone calls uh, being screened up by Stretch there at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Another segment left, and Rick and Bubba join us at top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Oh, there is no other. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Waking on that blubber. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Gonna be a big star. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Fat will get you very far. All right, uh, we are back. It is eight minutes until top of the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rick and Bubba Show. It's the kickoff hour. Rick and Bubba join us after top of the hour break. We have uh, Greg and Helmsy. They're zooming in from their home studios. Uh, Bubba is still in his. Uh, Rick joins us in studio here after top of the hour. And Stretch Armstrong is helping Adler, who is switching remotely. Baby and mom are doing great. And he thanks you for all your prayers and well wishes. Uh, Things are going well there at the Adler house. He's just trying to get a little bit of sleep. Uh, I, you know, he'll sleep in about six months. Yeah. He'll, yeah. He'll, yeah. Something like that. 
Um, let's go to Richard. He's in Illinois. We've been talking about the state of Alabama, where the show's based out of, and uh, just wishing and hoping that the governor uh, would make a decision and or at least set a goal uh, for everyone instead of just rambling on. And Richard has a comment out of Illinois. What's up, Richard? Hey, guys. Hey. Good morning. And uh, You could have it worse. You could live in Illinois and have J.B. Pritzker as your governor. <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> we could have it worse. You're right. Is, am, I, am I here in June there? Is that what's being floated up? That's what they're floating. Mm. So, Ours seems to be I in hibernation, but not that I'm long. Essential. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, Bob. Richard, so what do you do for a living, Richard? I'm a prison guard. Okay. Officer. Okay. Well, you're essential. Yeah, you are essential. So uh, so you're, you're still working, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, and do you, I, I guess uh, there's a lot of people you know, I'm sure, that are, are affected by this. Uh, what are they saying with the delay to June? From what I've heard, no one is happy with it. They're yeah, wanting to get imagine. up and rolling. The farmers are getting back in the field. and Luckily, I'm far enough downstate. I haven't really been too affected. We do have some COVID in the prison system, but not where i'm at thankfully yeah wow well richard man we appreciate you uh listening or watching however you're getting the show we, we appreciate you man and uh stay safe out there okay you too thank you uh-huh. buddy. Hi, buddy uh you know what you're gonna hear today is from the people that want it to stay till may 1st is well that was the original date and we need to keep but the problem is it's not near as bad as we all thought it would be. It's mm-hmm. bad, but it's nowhere near close to what we thought it would be. Yeah. And so the model was completely off. The projections were off and we're spread out enough in this state. Uh, am, I, am I wrong? Or if I've been hearing for the past month, every week, Hey, this is the week they say it's going to peak. I, 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 I know, Greg. Yeah. It's almost like they're just wanting it to peak and never has. Yeah. But I've heard starting at least three weeks ago. Hey, this is the week. Get right. Ready. Yeah. Right. Right. If we can adjust based off it being bad, we can also adjust off it not being so bad. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. I mean, right. I, I look, and, I'm an idiot. And, I figure this. Out. Yeah. And what, what did the, what in the task force and all their pressers and all this, what did one contributing factor to the low numbers? What was that? What have we always heard? Hey, the American people were underestimated. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. So they've yeah. you've social distances. You you've you've done what you're supposed to do, and that wasn't in the model. They underestimated the response yeah. uh, to how it was. Yeah. Well, then don't underestimate the common sense of the American people either on opening back up. Because we yeah. get it, we know what to do. I mean, we're not going to be. I'm sure there's, yeah, there's your idiot out there that that doesn't oh, understand, yeah. we got and, plenty of those. and he's not going to social distance, or she's not. But don't underestimate us here either. Give give us that responsibility to say, all right, non essentials. You know, here's your guideline. Now, now be smart and open back up. Because I'm going to tell you this right now: the American people's also got a lot of common sense. If you own a business and you're not going through the, the proper steps to keep everybody safe, then you're not going to have anybody in your store either. They're not going to well, go. True. True. In, our, in, our, in our state, why I'm so frustrated, it's, it's not just this. It's a body of work that we've seen. over Since Kay Ivey has been in her position that she currently holds, we hardly see her. We hardly hear from her. She never answers any detailed questions. You know, and, and it all started back when she wouldn't debate. Uh, and, yeah. and I get that. You want to make that decision, that's fine. But 
now you're having to make some serious decisions for for the people that actually are in this state and nobody knows what you're doing nobody you won't answer a thing you give us some press conference somebody says hey somebody get k up over here and let her make a video or a comment a couple times and yeah. you never hear any details and it's I don't know who's writing your speeches, but there's nothing in it. It's like we heard that three days ago from people on Twitter that are three positions below you. What are you talking about? Right. Exactly. It's so frustrating for us to yeah. live in the state. Yeah. By the way, I want to leave with some fun. Uh-huh. Um, we talked about Netflix earlier and the fact that they've added nearly 16 million new subscribers in 2020, talking about uh, taking advantage of a pandemic. If you have, so what would you rather give up for one year? Oh, a year. Netflix and Amazon Prime or all social media? You have to give one of those up. This uh, is easy for I'll me. Probably, I'll probably, I'm give, I'll give up social media in a second. Yeah, that's me. Well, I don't use it a lot, so I guess I would go with that. Yeah. I'd use the Netflix and Amazon Prime more than I do social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it wouldn't even be close for me. All right, so as here's. As I can text, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a good point. <laughs> and I'll get past right. if I can't do that. Yeah. A really fun one to leave for the rest of your life. Okay. Uh-oh. For oh, the man. rest of your life. Rest of your life. Would oh. you rather drink everything from a sippy cup or eat everything out of a popcorn bucket? Oh, Those are wow. your options. Eat, eat everything oh out God, of a popcorn I'm, bucket? You, if you have anything to drink, it doesn't I'm matter if it's milk cup. or juice or beer or coffee, it's got to be a sippy cup. If well, you eat pizza, if phone, you eat the phone chicken, would be a problem. If you eat anything else, then you're going to have to do popcorn bucket. Popcorn Which one? Are you I'm eating going from popcorn cup. bucket? Or drinking from a sippy cup. You I'm know, drinking sippy cup. I, I think I might go sippy cup too because I've I've realized I've kind of have a boring life when it comes to my drinking. I, I really all I drink is water. I mean, yeah, I'm same way. I, I yeah. mean, I, I need to branch out a little bit, I guess. But I mean, I'm and just, I've drank coffee through a straw, so yeah. I can yeah so I think cup. you got it. Greg, did you say the foam would be an issue with beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, you'd have to adjust that. You had to let it settle. <laughs> That's so good. You definitely have to let it settle. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry that no uh, sloshing. Oh, look at there. There's Bob. He wanted to apologize to you, Helmsy. He was calling in. Maybe uh, Bob. Maybe we can get to you uh, during the main <laughs> show. Uh, and uh, there's many others that we didn't get to, so we apologize. But I know the discussion <laughs> will pick back up. That's true. I didn't make that up, Bob. Really, he was on hold. That's so good. He wanted to apologize to Rich Helmsy. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866. We be big as our number. A brand new hour starting now. And we start it with the national anthem.
It's uh, eight minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. A brand new hour starting now, and uh, thankful we're here. Speedy and uh, yours truly here at the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport, along with Stretch Armstrong, uh, and then all across uh, Rick and Bubba land, we've got uh, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy Adler at Home Studios. And then uh, we prepare to bring him back in for a brand new hour. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubba, how you doing? Rick, glad to be here. Honored and privileged to be sharing this social separation together with all of you. You know what? We've got a lot to do uh, and on the show today. We uh, we have the Rick and Bubba charity charge. Now, that's mainly going to affect Alabama. and But for those of you around the rest of the country, and some of you are doing this, thank you very much, who... Uh, Wanted to order and send some peanut butter and jelly to the Christian Mission Service. <laughs> well, that's uh, a great. You, you did it, and uh, they're trying to get at least a thousand jars uh, because there are people uh, that are in need of food, and there's people, that, as we said before, and we'll, we'll do some corrections and with some of the things going on. There, there's people, and I know because some of us, this has been a mild inconvenience, and, and I think we need to drop the phrase "we're all in the same boat" because we're not. Uh, the, the the way people's lives are being affected uh, ranges. Big time. Uh, and so there are some people that honestly need help with food and uh, because they don't have any income or their business is closed. Uh, so they that's that's nothing. That anything they can get from the government, if they've gotten that, is all they're getting. Uh, so they're making some incredible changes. But uh, the Christian Mission Service, um, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and Tim Spencer said, look, let's do something for them. So we are. So curbside service at Buffalo Wild Wings locations um, that are participating there in the state of Alabama. Uh, they, if you do curb service and take out 10% of your food sales today, we'll go to the Christian mission, uh, service mission. And we will also say, if you can bring some peanut butter and jelly, do that too, and drop those off at the locations and they'll get that to it. So we got that going on today, Bubba. We will also speak with Dave Ramsey. Um, uh, some back to the point again, uh, people going, Hey, all of Dave's plan looks good, but usually it, 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 in, in that formula, it features income. Uh, and so uh, there's a, there's you know I think we're at 20 million plus jobs and climbing uh, that have been lost uh, during the shutdown, uh, and so he is uh, he'll talk about what 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 does pandemic Ramsey look like? So we'll talk to him about that. Bubba, you know I, I'm I'm very very excited about that because yeah. uh, you know we we support Dave 100. Yeah. He he's right about his handling of money. Uh, it's biblical. Uh, if you've ever had financial peace university, which, which we went through, it's, it's opening. It gives you a whole nother perspective on money and what it's about and how you should use it. And, um, you know, that's in a normal world. I mean, we, you know, what I'm interested to know what Dave thinks about deferring payments, about PPP programs, about bailouts, uh, all that kind of good stuff. So we'll, We'll see how that how pandemic Dave is now. I, I don't yeah. know if he. I mean, the principles are still there, but I don't know if he if he has changed some of his approaches. We'll see. Well, I think that's the beautiful thing because now you talk to somebody that says, "Well, in every situation, you have to adapt to the situation." So now let's hear how how Dave Ramsey says in this particular situation, you do this. So that yeah. that that'll be very informative. Also, uh, we we actually have a friend of ours who just finished COVID nineteen. He had it. It knocked him down. He has survived it. Uh, it is the great Charles Billingsley, and he 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 told me. He said, "When I get to where I can physically be interviewed, I'll give you guys the first. I'm a COVID nineteen patient. I've been through it. 
Uh, and he will be with us today, and he has a new album out that is uh, already dropped. It's everywhere. If you go to iTunes and wherever you buy music, uh, the new Charles Billingsley album is there. And I'm going to play something off of it when we come out of the break, and it's going to surprise you. So uh, so anyway, but anyway, Charles Billingsley's on the program. And then, uh, just like yesterday when we talked to Scott Dawson, the, these people that say, I'm in the event business, and I'm still going to have my event this summer, we'll talk about uh, some of the changes that may be taking place in order to have some of those events. And one of those is the Grand Iron Men's Conference. I'll be there coming up uh, in Huntsville on Father's Day weekend, and Phil Waldrop will tell us the update. I know that it's still on because I've, I've got a commercial about it coming up here in a minute. Uh, but then he can say, yeah, we're having it, and here's what we're going to do. Because I think people want to know that. If I'm coming, what would that situation be like? Uh, so we'll, and, we'll talk uh, to him about that too. We have a, we have a lot of uh, political news happening, uh, a lot of things. But before we, we get the show started, I just want to tell all of y'all, I love you, man. Love you, man. I just want you to know that. Love you, buddy. You know, I, I have my, like, once a month day, I come in, right. I go, I love y'all. And the, the morning, you know, the kickoff hour knows about it, and they make fun of it. But I, right. since I, I I can't see, you know, physically yeah. be there with yeah. you, I right. don't say, I love y'all, man. So what, what usually spawns that where you come in and go around? It does happen. You're right periodically almost like yeah. on a quarter system or something. What do you think usually, what, what causes that emotion to rise up? Well, in it's when I, you know, tap the brakes and, you know, <laughs> uh, just look at everything a little bit and, uh, you know, reflect and, uh, uh, and, and realize that, you know, we're very blessed to do what we do and yeah, who we do it, it with. And, you know, we get caught up in the, in the grind of it. And, uh, that's, uh, maybe I need to do it once a week. Yeah. Well, that's too much. Then it would, then it'll seem insincere. <laughs> so, uh, so just let it happen naturally, Bob. I like that better, but the, uh, but you know, we are, and I was thinking about that today. I know that, you know, apparently, uh, especially if everybody decides that we're just going to stay in quarantine for the rest of our lives. But, but if, if, uh, so at some point, you know, we could, but, but, you know, I don't think I, I will say this for Rick Burgess, cause I just speak for myself. I, I shouldn't speak for other people. I'll speak for myself. Uh, I think that because, the things you know, you, you have a hard time dealing with anything other than your own situation. We should certainly have empathy for others, but it's starting to dawn on me now when I see people going, we've been good citizens and we've been behaving and we've been buying into everything y'all said to do. Uh, but, but some of us are not getting a check, Rick, you know, yeah. Have I been able to go on speaking engagements? No. Have I been able to, have I had a lot of time at home and, and having to find things to do? Yeah. But I ain't missed a check. Not one. Uh, I have no. I have no anxiety about paying my bills. Uh, I have. I've, I have a nice house. I've got a nice farm. Uh, and and you know what? Not everybody is having the experience that I'm having. So this thing, hey man, let's hang in there, man. We're all in the same boat. No, we're not all in the same boat. There's some people not in my boat. Right. I mean, they're they're in a desperate, yeah. desperate situation. Amen. And I'm talking about economically. Look, we have empathy empathy for those who get sick because that's easy. That's obvious. Yeah. But this thing, like I got into with the guy yesterday, that's trying to act like that. If you want the economy to start back, you picking a, you picking the economy over lives. No, baby, no. look, this is lives versus lives. There's people's lives that are in desperation, and honestly, they're the bigger number, by far the bigger number, uh, and also the future that we want to have for our children. But as far as Rick Burgess has been concerned, I'm not suffering like like people are suffering. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's been an inconvenience and I'm concerned about the future, you know, that it could impact our, our business. But honestly, it's impact our salespeople. I mean, they're not in the same boat with us. They're living a much different life than we're living. Uh, so, so they, you know, this is, this has got to get resolved and, and we've got to get it started. And the people in leadership need to understand the basic concepts of motivation and encouragement, 
Because if you want people to get to a finish line, you got to show them a finish line. You got to keep encouraging them to get there, uh, not just a, well, we we still gonna keep watching and waiting and, just, and we'll see. Uh, I mean, it's uh, and then plus you can't have this arbitrary thing where they're seeing the grocery stores, they're seeing the the, the hardware stores, they're seeing the liquor stores, they're seeing the libraries, and as Greg said in the kickoff hour, and I know y'all have to, and you're right, and they're looking going, our business could operate just like that, just like that, we'd be fine. Why are you not letting us open? And it's going it's going to percolate. 16 minutes past the hour, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Like I say, much to do on the program today. Wednesday Bible study back. Uh, we're almost finishing the Gospel of John. We got two more weeks on it, uh, and we will have gone through the entire Gospel of John word by word, starting back in August. Uh, so we've gone about thirty. By the time we're done, I think thirty-three weeks uh, in the Gospel of John. So we'll finish that uh, next week. Uh, so we have that again today, live noon uh, on our YouTube channel. It'll be archived soon after uh, to our YouTube and podcast channel. And as always, every Wednesday, links av- uh, provided all across the Rick and Bubba social media platforms. So um, we, we, have, um, uh, we have other things to discuss, and we'll go with these, these guests coming up uh, a little bit later on. But it was interesting because we, were, we, were, you know, we always talk about wh- where we're going and what's happening. Uh, actually, I also saw the email we got from people in, in like Colorado, today uh, you know that are saying why why we are not open is beyond <laughs> these people they're like we're in the 30s and we have zero deaths what why why you know where, where this person lives why am i not at work hmm. and um so th- this this is something we got to resolve next you know next time we face this you know it's a big country and there's a lot going on but i got this i got this letter that was sent to us bubba and since you haven't been at the office you haven't seen it and this is somebody who is a medical doctor uh, so this is not, uh, and this is a person that's kind of been on the front line, started getting patients coming in. Uh, this doctor says in January that if, when we get the antibodies test where I'm a doctor, I'm certain that if I can bring these patients back in in January, they had COVID-19. I would be shocked if they didn't. They had all the symptoms and everything. We just didn't know what it was. And, you know, we tested them for the the, the flu for the season. And, we and you know, and of course they all recovered and, and all that. But he's just talking about uh, and and he's, he, he quotes this. He says, if you want to know what happened, and he said, you know, and he's certainly pointing to China and even, you know, the NBA, you know, when, and all their stuff with China. And he said, you start canceling the season and, you know, they want to tell us that now NBA players have it. And he said, if you go back, you look at all this kind of kind of starting. Uh, he says, but um, when the when the coverage started as nonstop in the media, he said, you know, we, we normally don't have that during our normal virus season. He, he said, I'll go back to tell you this. He said, we had 61,000 deaths of the last flu. He said, if you've done wall-to-wall coverage on 61,000 people going to die of the flu, he goes, I promise you, your awareness and your, your fear of the flu would have been much higher than it was. It just didn't get the coverage. Now, he says it, that, that there's also the political component you can't ignore. It's an election year, and, and you can't miss that part of it as well. But he's saying what a lot of people are saying about we now have the information, and I think that's where we need to land. You know, the armchair quarterback, and as you said, Bubba, and I agree, there's not much we can do about this. He says, but how in the world did all this panic happen? He said, I refer to the men in black. Now, he had my attention there. 
He said, uh, he said, Will Smith's character had just learned of alien life on the planet, and Tommy Lee Jones' character is attempting to recruit him to the agency. As Jones describes the situation, he says, humans, for the most part, don't have a clue, don't want one, and don't need one either. He said, uh, think they got a bead on things, and, and Smith asked, well, why is this such a big secret? Why not just let them know? And, and here comes the point. He goes, people, uh, Will Smith says, people are smart. They can handle this, to which Tommy Lee Jones says, no, a person is smart. Individuals are smart, but people are dumb, dangerous, panicky animals, and you know it. And, and so he says, you know, you know, a person is smart, but people can, can, can be quite panicky and quite uh, easily uh, worked into a frenzy. And he says, in my opinion as a doctor, that's what happened. The people panicked. And he said, and once once the panic started, he said, then it was uh, very difficult to reel the panic back in and shutting down the entire economy. He said, so he said, I know, he said, I know it was identified in Wuhan, China, a city of 11 million people in a country of 1.4 billion. He says, I know that prior to the lockdown in China, uh, they were criticized for not doing enough to contain its spread. So even without early containment, it still produced uh, even uh, 82,000 cases and 3,200 deaths. He said, now that you can't depend on because it's China, but let's look at Japan. They have a population of 126 million on a land mass of 126, that of the United States, and through specific containment of clusters, staggering their commutes and temporarily closing their schools, they limit their cases to 1,140 uh, and only had 42 deaths. They never closed their airports, they never sheltered in place, and they never shut down their economy. He said, I know that Italy is suffering greater loss because they have 60 million people, which is less than 132nd our area, one of the oldest populations in the world. And I know they have had socialized medicine too, and there are reports of less care being available to those over 60. He goes, that course can't be talked about because that's not politically correct, that their, right. their medical system also did not help. And they have one of the oldest populations in the world. He said, and, I know mo- they, they have a habit of uh, socializing, you know, it's right. a, it's a very social country, and uh, when you do that in large groups and kind of look past the uh, separation orders, it, it it doesn't work. He said, "I know most in, that most cases among celebrities were reasonably mild, including all the NBA players, a 71 year old Prince Charles of England, and Senator Rand Paul." Mm-hmm. He says, "Now we will never know the actual mortality rate since uh, there's so many uh, asymptomatic people." He goes, "But every single number we have." And by the way, that's even going down now that we're finding out that more people had it than we thought. He goes, the mortality rate by on anyone's figures right now that we know, not armchair quarterback, and we now know is going to be less than one percent. And uh, and there's a and he's got three or four pages about talking about that he thinks he had patients earlier and he's he's applauding and he should how 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 good the medical teams have worked and he said I've seen it firsthand and and all that. But he's saying he he says in here. As a doctor, he said, even as a doctor, the economy must open. He, he said it must open. This, this, this is not necessary, and the damage of the closed economy is far worse than the damage that the uh, virus is causing, now that we know more about it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, our economy is so intertwined. I mean, no one will eventually be left out of this. Uh, government workers, teachers, I mean, they're paid off revenue yeah. that comes in from the private sector. And if you don't have that, then you're not going to have it to pay. And it's going to, I mean, you know, we use the railroad car, the train example before all the cars are banging together as it stops. And eventually it gets to the the back of the train. He makes some really good points. uh, And I don't disagree with any of that. I'm, 
I'm a little concerned that a medical doctor is quoting a Will Smith movie. But, well, well, um, <laughs> well, he's right about people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that 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 he's just using the comment. If you don't think our country panicked, then I don't know where you've been living. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe uh, you know we should just go full Star Trek yeah. and go. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Well, I, I talked I talked to a person uh, yesterday that is not known for panicking at all. And he said clearly, he said, when they said we're going to need 900,000 ventilators, he said, he, he said that was the moment for me where I thought, man, we're in trouble. You know, of course, that's end up being way off, uh, not even close. And he said, but, you know, when you, when you heard the things they were saying, all of it, yeah. just, just about every bit of it has been proven to be incorrect. It, you, you know, it's. Um, well, but, you have to trust somebody, Rick. I've never seen right. coronavirus under a microscope. But what's wrong? Any of y'all have. So and to your we point, have to trust somebody. But right? to your point, why don't these same people now come back and say, "Hey, now we got the information"? The same people that panicked us. Why aren't they now calming us? We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. Eight six six. We be big. We'll talk to Phil Waldrop coming up later in the program uh, because um, you know these uh, these conferences. People said when they're gonna when they're gonna be back. Well, Gridiron Men's Conference is uh, is ready to go, and as of right now, barring some change, uh, it will happen. Uh, first time to ever be hosted by the great city of Huntsville, and I can't wait to be there along with David Jeremiah, Larry the Cable Guy, Steve Farrar. Josh Rivas, uh, and we're going to talk to Charles Billingsley coming up, who has had COVID nineteen and recovered, and we'll 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 talk to someone who actually has had it and uh, survived it and came out on the other side. So uh, that'll be uh, all happening a little bit later on the program. If you're ready to get your tickets together, guys, and be there for the Gridiron Men's Conference, uh, we will have a blast. Gridironmen.com. That's gridironmen.com. Uh, it'll be great to go in there and, and hear the hope that is that is still available to all of us, no matter what the situation. Uh, you know, as long as, as God is sitting where he is and Jesus is returned to his proper glory and has redeemed the world, even on our worst day, he has overcome the world. Gridironmen.com or look under the sponsors at rickandbubba.com. You'll find it there uh, in our links. All right, so so Bubba, we, we know that Congress, you know, another thing that uh, we, we look at is it, that we can't ignore this, uh, this COVID-19 pandemic uh, is uh, destroying our debt situation. Uh, it's crippling our economy, and uh, we're printing money like it's paper, and uh, because that's about all it is now. But uh, so uh, it and, is paper, and, you're right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess we say good luck to our grandkids. Uh, but yeah. anyway, oh, uh, yeah. you know the same ones who were begging not to go to the beach so they don't kill us. But uh, so let's let's talk uh, a little bit about uh, here comes another another pile of money down the pike. So what's going well, on? Well, uh, Rick, it looks like we have an agreement uh, in Congress. Uh, the House, held by the Democrats, and the Senate, held by the Republicans, for what's being called Phase Three Point Five. Now, this was to go in and clean up the shortfalls of Phase Three. Right. Although the Democrats would not move on getting some pet projects they wanted, that the president said he would handle in Phase Four but they uh, insisted it be handled now. So I can't wrap my mind around that. I really can't. I, well, I, some, some of it, some of it is, is not uh, frivolous. Let me put it that way. Okay. Um, it, it, at least on paper, but they wanted a clean bill. They wanted to, to give more money to this PPP program. 
Uh, although we, we are now learning, of course, of abuse by some larger companies. In this. We'll talk about that, including Harvard that has a $40.9 billion endowment. They lined up for $8.6 million. Wait a minute. Um, are you telling me that people abuse government programs? Yes, I am telling you that. And uh, there is a, a lot of pressure right now uh, on them to give that money back, as well as some other very large companies. That This was, was basically designed to help the smaller companies that, you know, I, I see it as the hundred and, and less employee type companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the bill, I think probably had language in it that it allowed people that had a lot more employees than that to apply for it. But, uh, anyway, there, there's some cleaning up of that going on, but in the meantime, we're going to add, it looks like another 484 billion to this bailout, to this uh, package in uh, phase 3.5, 320 will go to the payroll or paycheck protection program, or better known as PPP, Uh, about 60 billion to community lenders, 75 billion to hospitals, and 25 billion to expedite and order more testing of the COVID-19 stuff. So that's the, the main parts, but there's some other little things, but that's the main part. So that's going to be covered. Trump has agreed uh, with the Democrats that they will start working on phase four, which is going to be a bailout to state and local governments. So get ready for that big balloon to come through there too. So um, it's uh, it's moving forward. They haven't voted on it yet, but uh, they, they, they appear to have an agreement. A few folks have spoken out against it, including Rand Paul. Um, and he's made, I think, a very good point. Why do we keep giving people money when they can't go out and spend it? Right. But, you know, and I, I you know, if as a, as a conservative, uh, right. this is a difficult time. I mean, mm. you, you have principles on how you think money should be handled and government spending, but you, uh, you have an unprecedented situation where the government has shut down the entire country. And it's, uh, and we got to get, we got to stop that. It's it's not the fault of the people. Uh, I mean, we had a roaring economy, so there is some liability to the government to get these people covered. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a, it's a super large scale. We're talking about, here's the good news. Interest rates are so ridiculously low right now. Uh, it's pretty much free money that the government is printing and borrowing from themselves. So, uh, as a matter of fact, it would be a great time for them to pay down some uh, and refinance other debt. <laughs> right. and I'm sure Dave Ramsey might bring that up when he talks to us later. Today. Were you surprised when we interviewed Gary Palmer? Uh, was it last week on on uh, yes. Rick and Bubba University when he mm-hmm. said we actually are are probably as indebted to Japan uh, that they hold more no. of our, uh, more than China does? No, I, I'm not surprised by that. I was having uh, a discussion with some of my ham buddies out in Texas uh, about that, and the, and there's this terrible misconception that China uh, owns all of our national debt, and that we should just thumb our nose at them and tell them to yeah. to to bite it, you know, because you did this to us, and mm. this is what we're going to do. We're going to default on that. Our our national debt, and these are round figures. And the last time I looked at it, and you can look it up, right. it's public information. Our national debt to foreign countries is about 28%. So it's about a quarter of it. Right. And of that quarter, China and Japan are the largest uh, people who hold American debt. Right. And it it bounces around depending on literally the day of the week. 
But most of the time, China is a little, I mean, uh, Japan is a little bit ahead of China on our debt. So uh, if we default, we're going to default to a, uh, an ally, not just China, but it's only, it's only, it's only 25%, 28% we'll say. The, but this is what people don't understand. Well, where does the government get all this money that they go in debt with? Well, guess what? They borrow it from the social security trust fund. Yep. They borrow it from the, uh, all these pay, these things that you pay in for insurance and compensation protection and all they borrow all that. It, it, and if you want to like the doctor used the example of Will Smith in his uh, health example, I, I'll use this, the movie dumb and dumber. Yep. When they yes. found the suitcase of money and they were not going to spend any of it, but they did, but they wrote IOUs. And when they finally got the briefcase back that had the money in it, all it was, was IOUs in it. I mean, and there was just, it was just packed full of them, just thousands of them fell out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what our government does. No, you're right. And it is a, it's it, Rick, the best way to describe it is a double blind Ponzi scheme. Okay. Bernie Madoff got, went to prison for doing a Ponzi scheme. This is a double blind one. They are borrowing money against trust funds that are that we already have funded they're doing it two times and yep. it and yep. it hides it you know it's, it's like a circle going around you, it's like a circle equation so it's really bernie madoff times two what the government does they lock that man up but yet our our elected officials just get to keep roaming right along well and it breeds the kind of things i talked to a business owner yesterday because you know this was our state we thought might give an indication of of the, that we're going to go ahead and start easing back into it we didn't get that but I, but this is what this breeds though and this is the problem back to individual people versus a a mass of people so they they are taking his quote was this well we 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 leaned out in 2008 and that's what's saving us right now because in 2008 we went from being a big operation to lean, mean, moving machine because they had to. They had to fire 60 something people, you know, mm-hmm. in 2008. And he said, and we never did go back to that number mm-hmm. again, even though we were doing great. And uh, we discovered we could work a little leaner. So now it's been less impactful this time. But, and this is what you're just talking about, using some of the concepts you just said. The business owner said, but I'm going to take every single dime that the government has out there because they've taken it from me long enough. Yeah, there's a lot of people feel that yeah, And, and he, <laughs> said, he said, I've watched people live off me and do nothing and take my tax dollars and do nothing, and by golly, if I get any of it back, I'm taking it. And, uh, and, and, I, and see, so you got some of that going on. So some people, like you said, are taking it when they don't even need it because they think, They've done their share, and they've watched other people abuse the programs, and that was their tax money. So they feel like they're getting some of their tax money back. You know, kind of like Babylon B. America celebrates because they're getting to have some of their yeah. money. You know, and well, uh, <laughs> and let me clarify how this works and why it does this. And way. I'm not I, saying I agree I, with that mindset, but I understand how someone could be in that place. They're tired of of ta- their tax dollars being squandered and people taking it who are able-bodied mentally and physically to work and won't. And they said, well, by golly, this is my turn. Let me give you the quick uh, – do we need to go to break right yeah, here? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So that way we can Come unpack back. it. I, I want to explain what I'm talking about with Social Security just, just briefly oh. and in, in a very lock diagram way. Are you talking about the lock box? Like we're, we, that, that's locked, baby. We're not going in yeah. there. 
You well, don't. it is it is locked, but, but <laughs> what are they what are they doing with the money while it's locked up? Jim Carrey. That's, that's what they're doing with it. Don't they go in there and put an <laughs> IOU over there in that lockbox? Well, I'll tell you why they do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. It's nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're kind of breaking down, uh, like we do, kind of the update on kind of where we are all across the country and, and taking on, you know, as we get more information. Looks like the government's going to try to now do another um, stimulus package or whatever you would call this. I guess it's not a stimulus package. This is a 3.5. What, what do you call this, Bubba? What's the name for these kind yeah, of things? Yeah, it, it's called uh, Stimulus Phase 3.5 because it's in between 3 and 4. Well, and I'm, I, I hate to say it. I'm going back over here. I know we throw around the term libertarian a lot, even here on the show, but Rand Paul is actually a real one. But but the when you look at, at what he's saying, you it, it, the name doesn't fit. A stimulus package means we're giving you money to put into the economy uh, to stimulate it. Uh, this is not a stimulus package. This is payment to people because they don't have any money coming in. Well, I don't. You wouldn't call it a bailout, would you? I don't know really don't, what you because it's, if, if I'm just pay, if I'm just trying to pay my bills, but I'm not going out and and I like he like Rand Paul said. So everything's closed. I can only spend it at the grocery store, the hardware store, the liquor store, or I guess I can go to the library and some bookstores. Um, then, uh, or I, you know, I tell you the businesses that are booming too are the landscaping businesses that sell gardening and flowers, oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, and all that kind of stuff. They're they're all they're all going through the roof. So well, whatever it's called, uh, you, 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 it doesn't matter what the name is. So uh, we're trying to get money to people, and then Bubba, you talked about what they do with Social Security because you made it clear if you want to know who we owe the most debt to, it's to ourselves. Yeah, this idea if we can just write it off does not work. It's right. it's owed to American banks. If you have money in that bank, you don't want the government defaulting on that debt because that's your money gone again. Yep. Uh, and but but for Social Security, for example, okay, we'll just look at it because it's well known and publicized a lot. The and it grew out of a, a of another emergency time here in our country, the Great Depression. So the government said, uh, we're going to take your money, we're going to hold it, and we're going to give it to you in retirement. It never was meant to be a retirement. Sure. But it was meant to be a, a net, so you had something coming in, so you didn't ever get to the point you had to go to the poorhouse, okay? And we don't have those anymore, but we used to. So um, the, the, that was the idea. Now, the geniuses that did this never took into consideration the fact that there may be variations in birth, weight, uh, birth rates and death rates. So what we're headed into now is the time we've been warned about for a long time. We're going to have a lot more people retiring and drawing out of the system than we do have putting in. Well, if they actually were holding your money for you, it wouldn't be a problem, but they don't. They, they, they depend on new people funding the money for the people on the older side. So by definition, it's a Ponzi scheme to begin with. Okay. So and, and we, 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 we demonize and, ev- and those are evil and people who do that, we put in jail unless you work for the government. That's the only key, only pass you get on Ponzi schemes. So how this is double blind, Rick, and the government used to bar out of the trust fund all the time, and then we finally locked it down. It's going to no, be a lockbox, yeah, sure my friends. This money will be saved. It's going to be there for you. Well, now we have the problem. We have a big pile of money sitting there. Well, they go, well, we're losing money by having money sitting here and we're not getting some return on it. 
which would be good money management, right? So they, they, they came up with different ideas. And you remember George Bush even suggested putting some of that money into the stock market. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. We can't do that. The Lehman Brothers will, will run it in the ground. Yeah. We won't have anything. You'll at a stock market, Wall Street, evil <clears throat> on that. Can't do that. Now, George Bush, even he was saying, put 10% in. I'm only talking about 10%. One, you'll get a whole lot better return on it. You'll have more money in retirement. And you're not risking a lot. Plus, it'll really drive our stock market. You will be investing in America. Okay. It was a great idea, but it got shot down. Everybody, oh, you can't mess with that. It's a lockbox. So guess what they do? They still have to get interest on that money to meet the demands coming out the other side of people who are retiring. So they invest in the safest thing you can do, Rick. It's a very low interest bearing, but highly safe government treasury. Mm. So they're funding the, the government on the other side. It, it's, it's, it's a lockbox, but it ain't okay. Right. The, only the government can fund themselves this way and make it legal. So you, you see the flip side of the, the other part of the Ponzi scheme here. So they fund, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's supposed to be uh, high quality, uh, interest earning bonds that are backed by the full faith and credit of the U S government. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, we're, just think we're, about that slogan the circle. Do you see the circle yeah, we're right, in yeah, here? Yeah. Um, so the, the government is selling debt. The social security system is buying it with real money. Okay. Then the, the security of the U S government has to pay that back plus interest on it, which means taxpayers are funding that. It, y'all, it's 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 one of the screwiest things you've ever seen in your life. So, <laughs> it, it's it's a lockbox only for government tr- treasuries. Now we go. Well, you got to have faith in something, right? Right. As long as we have battleships in the ocean and we have shotguns, these government treasuries are good. But the problem is the interest on them and the debt that we keep running up. At some point, the debt is going to be more than our whole budget. And it, it gets more and more. I mean, it's getting close to being half of it now. So think about all the money we have coming in. We our, our budget for the country is about $4 trillion or so. And I'm using round figures. So all of you that are typing emails who are experts in this, save it. Okay, I'm not going to read it anyway. But I'm talking in very general terms here so everybody can gather it. Yeah. So, uh, But you see where there's a problem with this. But you have to have faith in something. It's kind of like we're talking about with a virus minute ago. At some point, there's some medical guy we have to trust because none of us look at viruses under the microscope. So well, here's I don't what, know. Here's what I'd like to trust because they keep telling us to do this on the on the virus. And it's like you're not allowed to do it. You keep telling us to trust the science. Well, when the science says the models were wrong, can't we trust that? <laughs> well, you need to adjust the models, I think. Right. Right. So so what? So the data, that's not political, is it? But yet people want to uh, but people want to make it political. It may be the way you read it political. Right. Well, you can't say trust the science unless it shows something that I don't want it to show. Then that, then we're not trusting the science. Then we're trusting propaganda. And, and if you don't believe in propaganda, take the Social Security thing you just laid out. And Greg's talked about the sheeple, and it's true. That government has done such a good job of, of – Bubba, you just laid out something that every American should jump up and down and say, well, that can't stand. 
but they've done such a good job of propaganda, you're not even allowed to remotely, back to your George W. Bush example, you're not even allowed to remotely bring up Social Security and say maybe this isn't the, maybe this is, we set this up all wrong or we got to do something about this. You're not even allowed to do, if you mention Social Security, I mean, you're, you are politically dead on arrival. And, uh, well, it, it is it is that that net for so many people in the final stop. And but what about you, trying to make it better? And if you've paid into it, you you want your part out of it, and I understand that. But the problem is, your money was never set in a box with your name Correct. on it. Correct. And, and they paid for another retiree, and now the people working now are paying for you. And it, it's a Ponzi scheme, and it's a it's a bad one. And it, it creates a lot of problems. And the, really, at this point, though, I don't know if there's any way out of it. Top of the hour, uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll get in some of your phone calls. We'll talk about some other stories, too, outside of this. We got They just have to lump it and lock it. Right. Yeah. Or spit in one hand and wish it in the other. Yeah. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.